the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Joining me now from Newsweek, Leah Goodman. How are you, Leah? Good. How are you this morning? Doing well. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, wow. That's not a uh, loaded question. Oh, I just, uh, every time I have someone new on who's a journalist, I, I like get a little background. Yeah, well, I have been writing for Newsweek for a couple of years, and I come by way of a financial background and started at the Wall Street Journal. And originally, I think my family always laughed because I was such an artistic child. You know, they thought I would be a painter or um, maybe a fiction writer, but nobody ever really thought I would write about finance, but I just sort of caught the bug, and I really enjoy it. Good. Um, I would say that I fell into financial media kind of the same way, uh, but with that said, I really enjoy it. I like, you know, bringing stories to the people that help them get to retirement. Uh, you recently wrote for Newsweek an article entitled Millennial College Graduates, Young, Educated, and Jobless. Are they still jobless? Because some of the data seems to be the job market seems to be improving. Yeah, so we're getting close to a you know, seven-year low in unemployment, which is wonderful. And in May, the unemployment rate was 5.4%. However, millennials are just getting completely left out of this recovery. And, you know, this time last year, 40% of the unemployed were millennials, and that really hasn't changed, and it could get worse as more of them graduate. I think about 2.8 million are graduating with bachelor's, master's, and PhDs just this, this um, season. And so the question is, is how are these people going to get jobs, pay off their student loans, and, you know, get started in the world? Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, obviously, millennials are 18 to 35. There's a lot of different angles that we could take on them. We could talk about um, the college <laughs> debt that they have. We could talk about how they're Internet savvy and all they've known is the Internet their whole life. Um, we could talk about how they've only seen really a rough economy since college. Um, yeah. What's some of the things that you want to add about the insights into millennials? Well, I'll say this. As somebody who graduated at a really good time. I graduated in 1988 from college, and I emerged, you know, shortly before the dot-com boom busted, but we were still in the glory days. You know, everybody thought it was never going to end, and I emerged into, you know, the job market well-positioned, but even then, 
all students worried about was, you know, can I compete? Did I get enough internships? Did I, you know, did I do enough to get the job I want? And I really feel for millennials and, you know, all age of millennials. I, I actually have an intern who's um, just gone to Washington and is uh, looking for jobs right now and is quite stressed out about the fact that even entry-level jobs are now being uh, competed for by people with lots of experience because there's so few jobs out there. And so if you're just coming out of university and you don't have you know, several years of experience, even an entry-level job you might not get, which is unbelievable. And how are they supposed to get experience if they can't get any experience? It's something, and then how do you get a job? It's something that I caution about because I do financial media. I tell parents, like, don't let your kids become journalists because there's so few journalist jobs out there. Don't let your kids become poets in college because there's so few poets out there. Do math and science. That's <laughs> where all the jobs seem to be. And I'm not taking a shot at you. Yeah. No, but, you're not. You're not. Um, well, I will say this. I think a lot of students who are encouraged to just pick any major, no matter what the loan debt, are not being encouraged in the right direction because you're right. You do have to look at the sector that you want to go into and then you do have to make sure that whatever your game is on entry to that sector that you are well positioned. And you know, I was acutely aware from the first day of journalism school that I had to be really working hard <laughs> to get you know, to get the best of everything I possibly could. I didn't do unpaid internships. Um and even then you were not usually offered a paid internship. So you had to work all year while you were also going to school to, you know, put as many rods in the fire as possible so that when you got to, to summer, you had a choice of paid internships. And I just remember thinking when I was in university that I spent more time worrying about being positioned for the job market on graduation than anything else, anything else. I would get my studies out of the way, and that was my main focus. And uh, it's funny because now when I see – a lot of different students talking about, you know, I got my master's in music and now I'm in a church and I get paid almost nothing and I work part-time. You know, there is a part of you, of course, that says you really should have been a little more careful. <laughs> but the, I, I feel for people who really want to be in the arts and they want to be, you know, writers. Uh, I just think the thing is, is you really have to look at the market you're entering into and whether or not it really can support a normal lifestyle. Speaking with Leah McGrath Goodman about her recent article tied towards millennials, the young, educated, jobless. Um, inside the article, do you offer any hope for the direction the millennials are going? Because we need them to have jobs to support Social Security and to help us get school improvements and tax increases and <laughs> things along those lines. A lot of people don't look at it that way. They just go, ah, they're young and beautiful. But we need them to have jobs. Yeah, well, I would say if, if you have people listening who have heretofore been thinking things like they're not trying hard enough or they're a little lazy or they're a little entitled, uh, you know, or they just want everything sort of handed to them, that is not really the case. Uh, most millennials who can't get jobs right now who are trying are just in a very bad – they're facing some of the worst challenges that any any age group has ever faced in the job market in the history of the United States. You know, the Bureau of Labor Statistics clearly shows that millennials are facing the longest sustained downturn in jobs for their age group since it began collecting statistics. So if you know millennial 
and they're looking for a job, my suggestion is help them, you know, introduce them to people. And if you are a millennial, tell everyone you know what kind of job you want, what you're willing to do, and make it clear you're available and just really, really willing to work. I think right now there's sort of a disconnect on both sides. You know, my, um, my father was telling me the other day, you know, about a millennial he knows in his neighborhood, and he was saying that she was lazy and not trying and wanted her mother to pay her cell phone bill. And I was thinking, well, what if she is trying? <laughs> you know, um, not having that sympathy from people to help a millennial get a job will make it even harder for them. It's interesting that you say that because my initial reaction was the paying the cell phone bill takes me back to the first episode of Girls on HBO. And I think a lot of us Americans who are successful and doing well, we get our images of millennials from shows like HBO Millennials, um, HBO's uh, Girls, and it's just not accurate because people in Tennessee are totally different than people in New York or totally different than California. Um, <laughs> anyway, I don't know if that's an aside on the dad saying, you know, about the cell phone bill, but I get it. Um, and I, I agree with you on the networking and tutoring of, of younger people. Um, in radio, there's no money in radio. So I, <laughs> I constantly tell the board ops, get another job, get out. Join the military. Anything has to be better than staying in radio. I, I personally feel like whether you want a job in radio, you want a job in journalism, you want to be an investment banker, yeah. that you need mentors. So if you know, if if any of your listeners know any millennials who are struggling, it's really important to have help. Everybody needs it. And I personally, this is just me, I'm 38 years old, but I feel fairly protective of the younger generation struggling and trying to come up because I'm acutely aware of the fact that, you know, some of us older generations have been really bad at creating a situation that has been, you know, beneficial for those trying to come up. You know, right now you're looking at a landscape where they have the pretty much the highest burden ever of student loan debt average per student. You have a situation where they're being asked to also subsidize the health care of older um, generations through, you know, through Obamacare and some of these other measures that are, you know, more or less profiting off the health of the youth <laughs> to support, you know, those who are older. And yet a lot of these older generations are directly responsible and have played key roles in the financial crisis that has made it so horrible for some university graduates as they try to get jobs. So I really feel we have a duty to do what we can to make things better for the millennials we know because I would have never wanted to graduate into this situation. Speaking with Leah McGrath, Goodman, author, published uh, author, as well as um, writer-journalist uh, with Newsweek. Anything else that you want to add from your recent story on millennials? Anything that adds a little color as we wrap up? Well, I think probably uh, one of the things that interviewing some of the university folk who uh, either have been studying this issue, you know, either wealth gap issues or job issues for young people. A lot of them have pointed out, including some of the more prestigious universities, that um, even amongst the most prestigious universities, there's an argument about whether or not universities are really supposed to prepare students for the job market or focus on enlightenment, you know, um, the sort of what we're, we understand as the liberal arts education that's supposed to make you a critical thinker when you go out into the world. Um, I would argue that's fairly antiquated. You know, most students wouldn't want to pay, you know, roughly $100,000 to become better critical thinkers. I would think that they could probably spend less money and still achieve those 
And so it sounds like more universities need to get on board with becoming directly responsible for integrating um, work with studies so that students can graduate with experience and be ready to go. Thanks for joining me today. It's Leah McGrath-Goodman with Newsweek, an article on millennials. Again, very big issue. Um, how they handle money, how they get jobs, their college debt. Uh, they're the future spenders. They're the future baby makers. They're a big part of our economy. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.